Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And Lindsay, today you know the place is going to be haunted because we are going to Gettysburg. That's super exciting. We had a listener email not that long ago that I'll read at the end of the episode that kind of inspired this. I mentioned to Lisa, I said, we haven't done Gettysburg. I mean, it's a classic place. Like, it's definitely haunted. It definitely is. And today we're going to do a specific place in Gettysburg. We're going to talk about Gettysburg briefly. I feel like a lot of us know that. But this is a really haunted place in Gettysburg. This is your haunted holiday at the Farnsworth House Inn in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Lisa, before we get started, I want to do a special shout out for Laura Cochran. She is actually our newest Patreon member, and she signed up for our early check-in, which allows her to have a monthly extra release only for Patreon members, as well as it's called early check-in because she gets early episodes every single week before we release them on Sundays. So Laura, thank you so much for supporting the show. I know you're a longtime listener and you've emailed us in the past with some of your other experiences. I think you went to like Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, which is terrifying. But thank you so much for supporting us. It makes a big difference in helping us cover our costs. Thank you so much. Today's episode, I think, is going to be really interesting, Lindsay. And I mean, this place, I'll just say it, they embrace the haunts. It's a very unique place. It's historic, but they definitely say there is ghosts dating back even to like 1970s the owners were saying that this place is for sure haunted with at least 16 ghosts that they've identified the original house is quite old it dates back even before the civil war in 1810 is when it was built and they finished the house it was originally a wooden structure and then they kind of built onto it and added a lot of brick in 1833 and it was actually just a private residence normal people living there well then of course the civil war happened and general lee was moving the troops up north and the Battle of Gettysburg ensued in 1863. And this house, Lindsay, just happened to be right in the middle of all of the action of Gettysburg. And for most of our U.S. listeners, I'm sure you are familiar to some degree with Gettysburg. And it was essentially a three-day battle that ensued that a lot of people really considered the turning point of the Civil War. The Union troops actually ultimately ended up winning that battle. And between the two sides, there was about 50,000 casualties, the most out of any battle that the U.S. has ever seen. Whoa, I didn't even realize it was that many. I, You know, you think about all the different battles we fought in, but 50,000 in a three-day battle. I mean, that's a mass loss of life. Yeah. I mean, it's just astounding, right? So this place was right in the center of it all. They actually had an attic there that was 
what the Confederate troops really deemed a very good little sniper sharpshooter area. And so the troops really just kind of took over all the local houses and businesses and used it to stage different things like where they're going to go to battle, they'd sleep, they'd use them as hospitals. This place in the attic was really used as like their sharpshooter thing. And it was right across from what is called Cemetery Hill, where a lot of like the Union soldiers would kind of cross over this hill. And then they would essentially snipe off Union soldiers from here. What is really crazy is that once a sniper gets hit here in this attic, they would essentially just kind of toss that body into a pile in the corner and then replace them with another sharpshooter. Terrifying. I mean, can you imagine seeing, let's say you're in line to get up there and become a sniper and then you see a bot, like a pile of bodies there knowing that, hey, you're going to get hit at some point. You're going to be, you know, rolled over to the side and somebody's going to take your place more than likely. Yeah. And the other thing that happened that was interesting that is tied to this place and those snipers is during the battle, they say there was only one civilian death that occurred, which is kind of astounding considering how many people, you know, were killed here and the amount of cannon fire and all of that. But this was a lady named Mary Virginia Wade who was killed, and they believe that it was a stray bullet that was shot from this home that killed oh. her. Gotcha. That's How big is this home? I mean, is it... It's a pretty good size, you know? So it wasn't just sharpshooters staying in there. It was also other military people that were using it to kind of take up residence, sleep, plan things that kind of thing was happening in here. And the owners actually kind of left, you know, during this battle. They were just like, they got out of town. So they weren't even there until afterwards when they returned. But on the third day of the Battle of Gettysburg, Union troops actually ended up storming this house and essentially killing all of the Confederate soldiers that were inside, including those remaining snipers that were up in the attic. After the battle, the house itself was actually used as a hospital. So they were treating people that were wounded, might have lost legs. You know, we talk about in some of our older episodes, like the Marshall House, Sorrel Weed House, some of those wounds that you could expect from Civil War times, having to, you know, remove people's limbs because they've been shot, hit by a cannon that kind of thing. So pretty brutal stuff happened in this house in terms of war and also just being used as a hospital, as you can imagine. And it was the Union troops, I imagine, that were using it as a hospital? It's honestly, it's hard to say because the Union troops stormed it, but I'm not sure who ended up actually taking it over as a hospital, whether it was Union or Confederate troops at that point. Gotcha. That's, I mean, can you imagine being these people that fled their home because I guess the battle is coming, right? So they get out of there just in the nick of time. Can you imagine coming home to like, what a mess? You know, the military isn't cleaning this place up. Yeah, I know. It had to be a disaster zone, right? And even the side of the house was covered in just tons and tons of bullet holes that are still there to this day. When you go to stay at this place, you can see all the amount of bullets and artillery that hit this place. How cool. Like, I mean, it's scary to think about being in a position 
or you're a soldier in that house, you know, um, trying to, you know, stand your ground. But it's pretty sweet that we can go there today and see with our own eyes some of what occurred back then. Yeah, it is pretty wild. And, you know, you also got to think about these young people that were in this battle. I mean, a lot of them were really young men, lost their lives way before their time. I mean, that had to be also terrifying, I would I would think. Now, they did return eventually. The house was riddled with bullets and gosh knows what else. And another story of death that is not really tied to this war that did that is important to this story is there was a little boy named Jeremy who was hit by a horse-drawn carriage and got pulled into the house. They had a doctor there trying to save him. He later died in one of the rooms there. And that's important because Jeremy is still in this house, even though it was not directly tied to Gettysburg. Was it, do you know if it was before Gettysburg, after? It, it's really unclear, to be honest with you. But they, they do say that this is potentially a very active spirit there and, and somebody that passed away in the home. Now, it continued to be a private residence after the battle. It later turned into a bed and breakfast, crossed over several hands over the years. In 1972, it was purchased by the Schultz family, who I believe may still own it today. They may have handed it down, but that's actually when they first started having reports of ghostly stuff happening. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So as you can imagine, Lindsay, a lot of history here, a lot of death, a lot of ghost stuff. And in fact, this is a very famous place to go see ghosts. This place embraces their ghosts. So let's get into it a little bit on what you should expect to look for if you go to this location. I actually really 
would love to go to this place. It's pretty cool history. Now, there is a nurse who they believe was working there when it was a hospital after the battle named Mary. She was there treating wounded soldiers. There's no reports that she died here. I wasn't able to find any information about that. However, they do believe that she is still there and she's actually wearing a blue dress and she is seen a lot on the lower floors. But this is a very nice spirit, they say, because, and I mean, this is creepy, but I guess nice, is people will lay down to go to bed and they will feel somebody tuck them in and they believe that this is that nurse. Definitely creepy, but I would welcome it just for the ghostly experience. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? It's She sounds friendly enough, at least. Absolutely. I will. Uh, I will take that, I suppose. There is also Nurse Mary is nice, but there's also a mean lady that's here. That's one of the only one that they say is actually like mean, I guess. But they think she's somebody who used to work there. She's actually such a vivid apparition that people think that she is real. Like they think she is a member of the staff and she's usually seen in the dining area, the kitchen area, and she's usually like taking kind of inventory of the shelves. Like, you know, okay, what are we going to make for dinner tonight is what it appears she looks like she's doing. But they say that she's mean because apparently she's like, she might even like talk to some of the kitchen staff and like yell at them sometimes. Like, what are you doing? One time, apparently, she even pulled a waitress backwards by the straps on her apron. Oh my gosh. So actually, like, got physical with somebody. So the the kitchen staff has come forward and, and actually said, like, we've encountered this woman and she's not friendly, but she's a full full body apparition that looks like a real person, but... What happens? She just disappears after the interaction or? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. That's, that sounds typical, right? Of this kind of, kind of haunting where you think, oh, this is a real person and then they're gone. Right. And she's also not nice. So there's that. So hopefully, I mean, I kind of want to run into her. I could totally, I'd be fine with a, a ghost giving me a hard time briefly, I suppose, you know, oh, what's my the worst gosh. they can do. 100%. Go ahead and holler at me <laughs> for not doing something right there in the bed and breakfast. By all means, I will take the sacrifice. Yes. There is also, there's just like a lot of apparitions that people will see like out of the corner of their eye kind of thing. Maybe not like full bodied apparitions, but like you would see a silhouette of somebody, for example, almost like a shadow figure maybe, but more than your typical shadow figure and they see this a lot in the dining room area so look for that kind of out of the corner of your eye you know apparition silhouette the other thing that is interesting is when people wake up they may see apparitions sitting on the end of their bed but sometimes they don't see them they just see the indentation that somebody is sitting there that wasn't there before. So like, it's like an invisible person that you know is there because they've, their bum has made an indent on the end of your bed, but like, you can't see them. Hmm. It's almost like a creeper, but you can't see him staring at you, right? But let's be real. They're totally staring at you. 
Yeah. For our listeners that don't know what I'm talking about, this is one we've coined. <laughs> if you wake up and a ghost is staring at you, which happens a lot, I feel like, in a lot of these places, it's a creeper. Yes, absolutely. There is also a specific room that they say is the most haunted room. There's activity, I believe, in most of the rooms, but in particular in the Sarah Black room, which is named after one of the, the a family member of a former owner. And remember that story of Jeremy, who died by getting hit by a horse-drawn carriage? Well, apparently there's just a lot of activity here. You can see some sort of entity standing in the window of this room sometimes from outside. Lots of activity from Jeremy in particular, just kind of messing with stuff. He's supposed to be pretty active in that room. But one of the creepiest things I heard about this room is, so when he got hit by this carriage, they took him into a room, which is today the bathroom of Mm -hmm. the Sarah Black room. And the doctor was working on him in there. And to this day, I guess, you can hear the sounds of his dad pounding on the bathroom door asking for an update on his dying son. Like, ask, pleading with the doctor, like, how is he? What's happening? And he'll be, like, pounding on that door. Oh, my gosh. That is, that gives me chills. Because, you know, that's a different kind. I mean, obviously, that's a residual haunting. But... You know, for me, it makes sense, right? Because this is an extremely stressful moment in that man's life. And it left an impression there. Isn't that fat? And that guy didn't die in this place. And yet his energy is still there for some reason, right? Like, how do we explain this? This is one of those just strange things that I wish we could explain. But I feel like there's something to this, right? Like with the energy got left behind. I think you're exactly right. I think it was such a traumatic moment that it just left an impression somehow. And now it's replaying itself. So interesting. I, I, I really, this might be a little bit of a leap, but I feel like maybe science one day in the distant future, maybe it'll be able to explain something like this. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. It it really is fascinating. So we talked about some of the random stuff, right? Some of the random apparitions, maybe associated to different things, maybe the battle. But let's talk about the soldiers, because that is really the major presence here. There is a lot of activity going around, specifically just on the grounds. Apparently, a lot of times you can see soldiers just kind of doing their paces around the building like constantly on patrol again like an energy residual haunt it doesn't appear to be anything intelligent but like they're still there on the grounds pacing around the other thing to listen for that is very similar to this is inside as well you can hear soldiers footsteps pacing the hallways A lot of staff members sometimes feel like they're being followed by these footsteps. And then, of course, they will turn around. And, of course, nobody is there. But it can be a little disarming to hear what sounds like somebody following you. You can also hear the sounds of heavy breathing, cigar smoke, which they think they can attribute to some of the, you know, soldiers that were smoking cigars back in those times. 
One of the things that's kind of interesting is I had never heard of this instrument, but apparently in the attic where a lot of those sharpshooters were, if it is very quiet at night, you can hear the sound of what is called a Jew harp being played. And this harp is, it really is an interest instrument. I looked it up. It's almost like a, like a reed, a small reed instrument that you put into your mouth and you can play, you know, music from. Mm -hmm. And apparently there was a young soldier that was stationed there that got killed when the Union soldiers sieged this place. And he was known for playing this particular instrument, but you can hear the sounds of that specific music coming from the attic on a quiet night. Interesting. So that would be really cool to be able to catch an audio of that and be able to compare it, right, against a recording of the real instrument, because you're right, I've never heard of that. So that would be kind of cool evidence to catch. Nobody has that instrument today. I mean... I'm sure somebody has that I instrument. I mean, someone does. Like, the odds of you catching that, you know, sound, just, you know, it is very possible. It's very specific, right? You know, it. I wonder, I'm going to have to look it up now. Like, what does it sound like? If I were to ever go here, I would definitely look up what does that instrument sound like so I can identify it. Now, the other thing to just be aware of, there are soldiers seen really all over this place, right? So you do want to just keep an eye out for soldier apparitions as there was a lot of soldiers who were here for quite some time that passed away right there on the grounds. But one of the weird things that I guess happened here one time was there was a radio station that decided to do kind of a live broadcast from the Farnsworth House Inn on Halloween night. Like kind of like, ooh, this place is haunted. We're going to do a live broadcast. And apparently they showed up and a lot of the people intentionally were wearing blue for whatever reason, which was the Union troops colors. And they were kind of going around the house and they were wiring all this stuff to get ready for this live feed. And they were also calling the the host of the radio station captain that was like his nickname or something they kept saying hey captain you know do you need this or whatever well they think that this kind of set off the spirits that were confederate soldiers thinking oh my gosh they're like sieging this place we need to defend ourselves and they said it was the most activity ever seen here that they were seeing apparitions they were hearing noises and it was almost as if they were like replaying that battle that took place oh my gosh so that would be something we need to trigger if we visit like that's that's really interesting to hear that because we need to take that exact experience and try to recreate it i mean all our union soldier gear yeah, absolutely. I'll bring a fake little rifle or something, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, it, what I like about that is it tells me that they will react to something, right? Yeah. And they were almost trying to, like, defend the grounds. So that is pretty cool. So to start this 
portion out, I wanted to read something from their website that I think does a pretty good descriptor, but it also talks a little bit about what their reputation is a little bit in terms of ghosts. So their website says, our bed and breakfast guests enjoy lovely Victorian rooms for a dining experience reminiscent of the Civil War era. Our Mead and Lee dining room offers Pennsylvania Dutch and period fare served by period dressed servers. Our family-friendly Sweeney's Tavern features a vast collection of props from the movie Gettysburg. The Garrett Attic holds a personal collection of Civil War artifacts. The Farnsworth House has won many awards and recognition over the years. The Farnsworth House Inn is in good company. Fine Living Magazine put it in the same category as the legendary Don Caesar Beach Resort in St. Petersburg, Florida. It has the same distinction as the Hotel del Coronado in San Diego, the Queen Mary Hotel in Long Beach, and the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast in Fall River, Massachusetts. What's the connection? They are all among the most haunted locations in America. I was just going to say, it sounds like a bunch of haunted places. I was going to say so, too. I recognized all of those names that were placed there. But it's so interesting that it's like very period based. So that is something to to keep in mind. When you go on tours here, people are going to be wearing period clothing. When you go to get dinner, they're probably going to be wearing period clothing, right? And I mean, it's very full of, not very full of antiques. I would say it's tastefully full of antiques right like the furniture is very period Uh, but I mean there is a little bit of a creep factor because it's not like super updated you know like there are some rooms where it's like what is that why is that in there but it's not like crazy (laughs) got it got it but it sounds like they embrace their history and they embrace their ghosts which is great yes and the bathrooms look relatively nicely updated but you're so you're not in like a Civil War era bathroom. So well, that's a good thing. That's the good thing. But it's also just like, eh, I mean, it's it's cool. You know, I like that they embrace the history and the antiques. And it's not overdone with like creepy antiques either, which I appreciate. You got to find the balance, right? We've covered places that do a little bit of both. Some that are really cool, old haunted mansions that maybe have updated so much you don't really realize you know how old it might be and then others that really fill the room with too many antiques (laughs) and make it kind of an eclectic experience right like mannequins and dolls yes we've been to some of these places and let me tell you it definitely ups the creep factor (laughs) there's no doubt Yes. So the place overall, I mean, it it looks really, really neat. Honestly, I would love to go here. And they have ghost tours here. Okay. So they offer a number of different tours that you can purchase right on their website that are just general like Gettysburg walking tours that talk about ghosts and the paranormal, but also really specific ones to the hotel itself. So let's talk about those specifically. So the first one that they have is kind of their basic ghost tour of the hotel that if you happen to be staying there on a Friday or Saturday it's an hour-long tour it's called the haunted cellar presentation costs $10 each take the whole family to that get the full scoop on what's happening with the ghosts 
The next tour that they offer is called the Mini Paranormal Night, and the nights for these vary. So you really want to check their events page on their website. They list when these are coming up. They're not on necessarily like a set schedule, but this is a two-hour investigation that is $50 each and an actual investigation of oh, the place. Awesome. Yes. So they give you probably like some equipment, I imagine, like a K2 meter, stuff like that. And they give you a rundown of how the equipment works. And I mean, it looks pretty fun. And then the other, so that was the mini, but then they also just have regular paranormal nights. And in looking at their website, I mean, there's one coming up on July 24th. If anybody happens to live out there, there's a couple scheduled for August already. Look on their events page. They have them out there. But this is a four-hour investigation. Very similar. They're going to give you a rundown of the equipment. You get to investigate all these different areas of the hotel. And it's $75 each. That sounds pretty fun. I will say, let me ask this. if, In order to gain access to Ghost Hunt in the attic, you probably have to purchase a tour, right? It's hard to say. Like, there might have some friendly staff that are like, well, let me take you up there. I I, I don't know. But I didn't see, you know, it's hard to say if it's just kind of free reign once you get there. I would doubt right. it. But probably a good idea to book it if you want to get in that attic. Like, I, I get the impression that they're going to give you a little bit more access than what they might normally allow regular guests. I would agree with that. However, on the front page of their website, they did talk about the attic has Civil War artifacts. So maybe it's something that's on display that you can go up in there, you know, at certain times of day. Okay. So those are the tours. So a lot of good options that this place has, which I I just love it when we get a place that like so clearly says, yes, come here to see our ghosts. And the fact that it's a place that is, it's haunted. It's in Gettysburg. So many people died there. I mean, it's haunted. There's just no doubt in my mind. Yes. And there's a couple different restaurants on site, bar. There's also like an outdoor beer garden that looks really fun where it looks like they have live music sometimes. Like, I mean, that looks like a blast. And the rooms themselves aren't so bad. I mean, I talked about the decor. Most of the rooms are around $139 a night. However, the Sarah Black room, which is the most active of all the rooms in the house for activity, is approximately $175 a night. And of course, just like any place, that's going to vary based on the time of year, the day of the week, etc. I imagine during like Halloween, it might become even more pricey. Hard to say, but you know, you can probably guess that's the case. Yeah, absolutely. So, Lisa, I think if we are ever in the area, we definitely need to go to the Farnsworth House Inn. It sounds haunted. I've always wanted to go to Gettysburg. Our listeners know we're so into this history, right? And the Civil War is fascinating. We've been to several places that have had Civil War soldiers in it. So, this sounds great. It really does. So, on this note, so stay with us, everyone that's listening, because I've got a really good email uh, of a listener that actually went to Gettysburg, but she went to General Lee's headquarters. So our listener Miranda sent us this great email. She said, I just discovered your show and I love it. I have a bit of a story from the General Lee headquarters in Gettysburg. A few years ago, my family and I went to Gettysburg. 
after she did a lot of lot of begging, just like us. And because of the size of our family, we got a special suite above the small museum that held Civil War items. Nothing really happened there, but on the day we had to leave, my dad went around the room searching for the card key he had given me. My mom was urging my dad to hurry up, so he went to the front desk to check out and to apologize. He came out to the car and told us what happened. Apparently, the lady at the desk said that it was all right. Apparently, it was incredibly common for guests to lose their key. Allegedly, I can't re recall if she said it was General Lee's ghost or someone else, a ghost will take away the card keys. It's nothing exciting, but as a child, when I heard that, I was beyond ecstatic. <laughs> I think that's like so great, Miranda, because the simple stories like that are so common in these haunted places where these spirits might pick something up and, you know, it goes missing and it, you know, causes a little bit of chaos for some folks uh, for a little bit. So I think it's great. Maybe it wasn't a ghost, but it could have been. And it's a fun experience to share. Totally. All right. Well, if you want to reach out to us, just like Miranda did in her email about her experience at Gettysburg, shoot us an email, go to yourhauntedholiday.com and hit contact us. Send us an email right through there. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Make sure if you are enjoying the show that you spread the word to your family and friends that you think might be interested. We're trying to grow the show. Um, and also make sure to rate us five stars if you're enjoying it. We, we appreciate all the feedback. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. 